Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. C-Marked, and I am welcoming you to episode 239 of Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Today we're talking with indie creator Ken Ace Flagger, uh, and I apologize right up front. Uh, I did not realize Ace liked to be called Ace until after the interview. Uh, he didn't mention that to me until afterwards, but it's understandable. Uh, it's his first time on the show, uh, and he's here to talk about his new comic, Cybercore. Um, it's kind of like a futuristic uh, cyberpunk type of uh, story, um, but I will let Ken uh, give you the details of that in the interview that you're about to hear. Um, before we get started, though, I will uh, give you the the standard reminder to uh, go out to, uh, over to the Apple Podcast app uh, and to Stitcher. Uh, rate us, like us, give us five stars, give us four stars. You know, I'll, I'll even let that one slide. Uh, but rate us, like us, tell us what you think. Um, we always love to hear feedback. Uh, and you know those things kind of help us. Uh, so please enjoy transmissions from the Evil Lair, featuring Ken Ace Flagger. Um, but yeah, man, what's going on? Thank you, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we are here tonight with Ken Flagger. Uh, he's uh, joining us in the Evil Lair. Um, he's here to talk about his comic Cybercore. Um, yeah, applause, fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks, uh, thanks again so much for coming on, man. No problem, uh, and I appreciate you letting me like come on to your platform and let me talk about my my project I'm working on. Yeah, hey man, we're we're all about uh, like you know we we're, we talk mainstream comics a lot here, but we're all about helping out you know indie comics whenever we get the chance. That's good. Nice. Right, yeah, but um, tell us a little bit about Cybercore. I know you had sent me a little bit of a description, uh, but I'll let you uh, you know tell the listeners. All right, no problem. All right, well, Cybercore takes place in the year 2048. It's pretty much. It's pretty much like a cyberpunk-like theme. Um, I've always been a big fan of sci-fi, of futuristic sci-fi themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, always loved, I always loved it growing up. Like honestly, when I saw like Back to the Future and like when they saw like the perspective of the future, yeah, it, it really, I really did like how how amazing they came up with these, with this very explosive technology, and then. And then growing up, one of my favorite cartoons called Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah, where, absolutely. Where, yes, where it takes place in the future, and the fact, like, they come up with numerous ways of technology and, and a very clear way to create the Batsuit. <laughs> so, like, and, and of course, there have been several titles that, that, have, that have got me inspired to create this comic. Honestly, it was also from video games to anime and comics. First, we're going to start with video games. And there was one game in particular. It was one of my favorite stealth games growing up, and it, and and it's called and it's called Metal Gear, the Metal Gear franchise. Oh, yeah, except absolutely. for Metal Gear, except for Metal Gear franchise, I, except for um, Metal Gear um, Rising. I, I don't 
like that game that much. But all the other Metal Gear games that, that dropped, I loved them growing up. Yeah, I was going to say the first one uh, that came out, not the first one ever, but the one that, like, the first, like, of the reboot uh, was the one yeah. that came out for PS1. Was I think it was just Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and what got me... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, that, like, when that came out, I remember that just being so huge, like, I remember, like, does that, like, came out when I had gotten my first apartment, so I remember, like, one of my mm-hmm. friends brought that over, and, like, that was one of those games where we were all just, like, sitting around playing, like, all night long while, like, just, like hanging out and drinking and stuff. Um, I was, like, a <laughs> baby when that came out, so that just made me... Yeah, like, I was saying that's, like, 1998. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was really way too young to get the game, so, like, what happened was my uncle and my brother got the game, and I was just able to, like, play it through my, throughout my experience. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> but um, what what, it, what, you, what gave me inspiration from Metal Gear in particular is something called Nano Machine. They not only use it for communication, but they also use it for their unique abilities. Yeah, yeah, um, for, yeah. Like for there are like two examples. Um, for for example, there was this first one and Metal. It, there was this character in Metal Gear Solid Two. Um, I think she was like outside in the docks, and, and and so many people would start shooting at her like machine guns. <laughs> and like it, anything, anything that can stop this woman. But <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, turns out she used like the nano machines to project the force field right around her. I'm thinking like, wow, like this is like this is stuff they can they can do with these nano machines. Like they're really creative with it. So they project the force field force field around her. Yeah. And now the second one. It also, there's also like maybe push further, like study further on the nano nano machines or nano bots. They already implemented my comment, and there was this weird guy. I also thought he, I really thought he was like a monster at first, but it was the nano machines that powered him. He, he goes by name Vamp. He's this weird vampire like vampire like person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Vamp, right? But, I'm trying to remember. I like. I remember. I don't I say, it's been a while since I. The second one, Metal Gear Solid Two, was the one that was like split between Raiden and like Snake, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like around the time, yeah you you cannot play as Snake. You only played as Raiden. So you get further up the story, you realize like Raiden's like a clone of a Snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, but anyways, what drew what what draw me out? Was pretty much the, the pot, like the way they, they use the nanobots or nanomachines, how they interpret it in their own story. Because they, they use it in their own unique abilities. So I figured, like, oh, they're like, hmm, what about the more research on like what these nanomachines can do? And I can implement it to, to my own, and I can implement it to my own comic. Of course, I, I gotta make it unique, though. Like, I gotta make it unique and make it believable. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So that was the first. So that was like honestly, that was like the only game they, that influenced me that like nanobots into my comic. Now for comics, I need this. I need this like two titles. I think there was like two titles that got me like, no, not three. Um, first one it was like DC, and honestly, they kind of guessed it. I got I got a little bit of my inspiration from Green Lantern because you know co- cosmic energy. Mm-hmm. But only but the only difference is I did more research on cosmic energy. Turns out there's several ways to actually implement cosmic really implement cosmic energy. When I studied it, I think it said like I think it was like another term for it, like I think it was like the life of Earth or whatnot. I I still I still I'm still like studying studying cosmic energy because 
I want to make sure it's like different from Green Lantern. Like I know people say it's it looks this much of Green Lantern, but I want it to like be different. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, make your own unique mark on it. Exactly. So like, so yeah, it was Green Lantern, and then I also read the I also read the Spawn comic. Oh no! I, yes, and what uh, I was and, say, what era Green Lantern? And I, I, I'm guessing from Spawn, like late nineties. Yes. Yes. Green Lantern, uh, Kyle Rayner, maybe, or is, are you like an old school like Hal fan? Uh, uh, Hal fan. Hal, Hal Jordan fan, and John, and of course, I can't forget John Stewart. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. I can't forget about John Stewart. Like, <laughs> very few people ever say Guy Gardner. I'm just, I'm just you know, for the record. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean like, Guy, Gardner, Guy Gardner is cool, but like John, John Stewart is basically. Pretty much the character I grew up with. Because, you know, I grew I grew up watching cartoons like Justice League Unlimited. Oh yeah, and then, yeah, that was like yeah, our, then, you know, generation was Justice League Unlimited, so we knew John yeah. and we knew how. Because yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it was like and then on top of that, um there was also a TV show I loved growing up and I just hate the fact D C literally let this character let this character out let this character alone. I'm gonna guess you appear on a TV show, but I just hate the fact they left them alone. Static shot. You know oh, he, yeah, he was yeah. on by milestone. You know he was on by milestone comics, and DC literally just took the rights from him. But like, I just think that like, they just did nothing with this character. You know, people loved him and got positive feedback from him. Yeah, aren't they in the process of maybe doing something now? Or? They put him in Young Justice. He was in Young Justice for a bit. Oh yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Like that's why I said like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they put him in and Young. I, I have to they brought him back in the TV show. But like, I just think the fact like he's not. I don't see him that much in comics from my perspective on yeah. what I've read. Yeah. Um, that Static Shock TV show was legit amazing, though. Like, I used to watch that growing it, up. I'm like, right. I, a lot of guests have mentioned that show. Like, I, I feel like I missed out on something. I was there. Like, so it was like, I aged out by then, you know, of like that. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, oh, yeah. It was a really good show. Like, everyone loved it. Like, it was, it was just. Duffy it was did a lot of writing for that, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just hate the fact that they canceled it. I just think the fact they canceled it and they didn't even continue on with the series. Because it wasn't supposed to end off of Static and um, Gear trying to get their powers back and then after they defeat, like, um, Ebon and Hot Street. Because they were going to continue off with their series, but do more research. They they literally canceled the series because, like, merchandise. Merchandising wise, like, That's toys weren't selling. Why. They always cancel. Yeah, yeah that's, because that's of the why toys. they did Young Justice dirty. That's how. That's why we keep doing <laughs> Batman cartoons. Like, well, every, like, you, you. Oh, I know, right? They canceled Batman Beyond. Yeah, we, um, we were talking about this on another podcast a long time ago. We talked about this. Like, we were somebody on Cartoon Network was saying to us that it was like they age, like they basically create a show. And then it, when it ages out with those kids, then a new show comes yeah, in. Yeah, they try That's to aim that show it. at those kids' like younger siblings who like remember right. their like older brother or sister watching that show. And then they just kind of exactly. like, leave the yeah. faint like remembrances of these things, and like <clears throat> they they uh, design the shows that way, like from eight to twelve, and then once the kids hit twelve, then a new show comes in. Yeah. Like, that's how they operate, mm-hmm. which sucks, but you know. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Teen Titans. Like, yeah, sure they brought that back, but I just, I just hate the fact they brought it back in a very terrible way. And they know, and they know, like they're teasing us. 
Okay, but like, but, whatever happened to Tara? Nobody explained it to me. That last episode of Teen Titans was a mindfuck, and <laughs> that's another thing I think that is finally paying off too. They uh, because at the end of the Teen Titans Go movie. Oh yeah, the they, uh, they oh. yeah they teased the the original Titans coming back. I, I know, right? That got me excited. I didn't see the movie to be honest, but I was thought like someone leaked the um, post credit yeah. scene of it. Yeah, so. Actually, I will say, like, uh, you should probably check it out. It was really funny. I was going to say, the movie is really funny. Like, yeah. I have to say, like, Teen Titans Go. It's not as satisfying as bringing back, like, Teen Titans, like, you know, continuing that story. Yeah. But it's funny. It's not like a good action, like, cartoon, like the old Titans was, but it is really, because it's like, it's all about, like, superhero movies and, like, you know, like, like those properties and stuff. So they're just making fun of all that stuff. And like it, yeah. it, they did it really well. It was there's really funny. There's some real dark humor in the Teen Titans Go to the movies. Like <laughs> there's like a scene where um, they like try to get rid of all the superheroes, so they go back in time and they like stop them from ever being the superheroes. And like Batman <laughs> gets to live, like they like take him out. To of, save Batman's parents. And like, then yeah. the, and then they realize that like without superheroes, the world is shit. So they go back and then they undo the undoing. So they literally put Batman's parents back in the alleyway, and all you just hear is gunshots. <laughs> Very dark. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's, you, like I, I was the biggest like skeptic going into it myself, but it, it's really funny. Like I, I just like some oh, of the stuff is okay. so dumb, and like like the toilet scene. They're all like they're on a movie set because they're on a, like they're the plot is they're making a Titans movie. They're making a Robin movie, and like they're all <laughs> hanging out, and like. Robin's on the set and like I, I think Cyborg comes out for he's like yeah I just pooped in this toilet and they're like that's not, that's real, not toilet. A real toilet you can't <laughs> poop in that <laughs> everybody's just like I just pooped in the toilet yeah, yeah like, like one by one oh like, I just destroyed uh, okay okay <laughs> yeah okay I get it I get it alright I'll give I'll definitely give it a chance I'll you know, check it out me the almost 30 year old and you the 40 year old laughing at <laughs> I just pooped in this toilet <laughs> you know like adults do. Yeah, yeah. adult stuff <laughs> Um, All right. Uh, okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll definitely go check that out. But I think they're doing like a Teen Titans Go meet the Teen Titans movie. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that trailer. I that's how they're bringing it back. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, like honestly, I'll probably see that just to see the original Teen Titans. Like, because uh, I want to see how how this works to the end. Because after the team, after the um, after I saw like the um, post credit scene for Teen Titans Go to the movies. They better show like another post credit thing where I don't know they break the fourth wall and saying like we're coming back. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the uh, thing from the end. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a teaser. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> they better like do a follow up of it. But uh, but yeah, oh, oh yeah, we're talking about all this. We, we never talked about more of my. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna let's, say let's we go back totally to Cybercore. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, yeah. back <laughs> my head. We were gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Well. But other stuff that that influenced my comic, like I said, um, Green Lantern, um, Spawn, and the reason why I say Spawn is because like there are different incarnations of Spawn, and whoever wore the Spawn suit, like for example, there was a samurai, there was a samurai, there was a Spawn that was in Japan, and he was a samurai, and they got this sweet, slick, like samurai design, Spawn like samurai design, so. Clearly, the symbiotic spawn, like those who wear it, whether you're from different race, it, it pretty much, I guess, it represents, it represents like who you are. Yeah, it represents yeah. who you are, and like, like what abilities you can like actually use from it. So I, I got the idea. Like, that's amazing. What if, 
What if I just, what if I connected that one, that small, connected that one into the cosmic suit? That way people can have their own unique design and unique abilities. Yeah. It's a little bit of like supernatural yeah. and a little bit of like techno sci fi. Exactly. Nice. Um, <laughs> Is this, tell us a little bit more about the story itself. We've just talked about, you know... Like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Cybercore takes place in the year 2048. Uh, the main character is, goes by name David Alexanderson. David Alexanderson, so far, so far about the story, he grew, he grew up. He pretty much had a normal average life. But there was one thing that wasn't so normal in his life. He started having these, these strange memories, these... Episodes, as you say, and yeah. he, he, does, he, he doesn't he doesn't know like what's going on with him. But but like in issue three, which is honestly something I, I'm I'm working on, two characters are going to explain like what's going on with him and and honestly what his what his fate is, what his destiny or what his fate is. So, and also I actually put more thought into it after after doing some studying. Um. There's actually going to be three more people that's going to be on David's journey because originally I wanted to be like only only to be about David. Yeah. But there's going, but there's also going to be three more characters that's going to join that's going to join him within his journey to help to help him like with basically to help him fight this powerful being that's going to be coming that's going to be coming to his world and, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little bit of prophecy, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, you know, foretold. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like, th- so pretty much three more. So I pretty much add, like, add like a few ideas to the story because because I don't know. It feels like if I only I had one, it'll be interesting. But like, also also want to add like three more characters, like you know, to, help, to join them on this journey. Yeah, I was gonna say sometimes. I mean, it's hard to tell a story with just one person. Like he's got to talk to somebody at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah, but but then like, and of course, and also, I actually did show like previews of, of my of my third issue of Cybercore uh-huh. on my Instagram on my Instagram page, and I actually got a Patreon too, and for those who are interested in donating, showing their support, like I always, like how I learned, I never leave nothing out. I always tell my patrons, I always tell like the people on my Instagram, if you're interested in becoming a Patreon, this really will go go towards too. Um, of course, it will go towards my art materials. It'll go towards my art material. Yeah. Uh, other other equipment, like pretty much other um equipment, because sometimes I like because I actually put my actually use the Patreon money to actually put it towards my camera equipment because I actually also have a Twitch channel as well. I do I, because sometimes I, I go live stream. I, I draw I draw any characters sometimes my originals and sometimes fan art. That, well, that's awesome. Yeah. So that pretty much just go go chill. Like if you want to come through my um, Twitch, you want to chill, chill and ask me questions, like how we're talking right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll be happy to answer them, of course. But back to what I'm saying, my Patreon also um, it, it also goes towards like special events, appearance special events. Well, because sometimes through my team, because for example, I actually got invited to play CityCon, so like I, I forgot I can use a little bit of my Patreon money and put it, and put it towards like going to the convention because. The convention is not until next year, July 11th. It's okay. called Blurred City Con. I'm actually raising, raising up some money. What now we're my followers. Blurred City? Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, all right, cool. Okay, cool. 
Where, sorry, where is it again? Where am I? I forget. I know that I follow him on Twitter, but I forget where it is. <laughs> I am a uh, proper shout out. Like, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Is this going to be like your first show? Actually, this is my second showcase because the first showcase I, I got right to was around my hometown. It's called Raw Artist. It's called actually the Raw Artist Showcase. Okay. But this one, but this one I'm really excited for because this one's going to be New York. And honestly, I'm it's, it's like traveling. It's like a, it's like I'm on a business trip. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah, because, and this is the kind of stuff I love and hopefully I can make a career off of what I love to do. Just, just going to these other conventions, especially if they're like out of state or whatever. Like, I, I'll be down to take that job. Like, I'm not traveling. <laughs> yeah, no, we're in the same boat, man. We do conventions whenever we can, and it's it's nice because right. I've and, never been before, you know, like just checking out right. stuff. Um, exactly. And yeah, like just getting to meet new people and like even like doing different conventions all over, you still get to see like the same people here and again. You get to like know people. Uh, so right. it's, it's it's a really unique experience. It's really awesome, man. I like that, plus good food definitely. and drinks usually. Yeah, in the places so there's, like, there's you know, always a party and somebody has free food. So there's always a party with free food, <laughs> and sometimes people will give you alcohol. So yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah, um, and like I said, it'll be a really fun experience because I'm going to New York and I'm traveling and I'm pretty much showcasing in my work, and hopefully I, I can gain gain more supporters. And, where are you? Where are you from originally? Oh, I'm from I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, okay. nice. Oh, Baltimore mm-hmm. uh, Comic Con. It's a show I've never say, been to. Yeah, Baltimore Comic Con was my first Comic Con that I ever went to way back, like what? over ten years ago. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all years ago, wow. It's actually like twelve or thirteen years ago. Wow, that's a long time to be going to conventions. <laughs> um, I'm so old. Listen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I always go down to Maryland, uh, for, uh, KatsuCon every year, and that's one of my favorites, so you got some good conventions up your way. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Yeah, so, this is pretty much, this is pretty much my second convention, and I'm definitely preparing, and honestly, I'm also going to be selling my t-shirt, and I also thought about this too. Most people are always wondering, like, where can I go read the comic, or, or, or like, what's the comic about? So my my next plan is to also turn not only turn my comics into like hard copies, so but to also like put all three issues together. Like I said, first one, second one, and then my brand new one. Yeah, so that way you can not only read to the beginning, but you can also read like what's happening recently. Now, are you doing all your writing and doing all the art yourself? Yes, I, I do. I do the writing. I do the sketching, inking. And then, of course, coloring, texture, and visuals. I do all that stuff on my own, but I, I would love to. I would really love. I would really love to um, build my Patreon up. Of course, bring bring some bring some people in, hire them. Of course, once they do the work, I could pay them very well for doing for putting this much effort into the projects I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I I, I feel your pain, man. As, as as the person who like records these podcasts, like. Edits them, puts them out on Facebook, like does all the promotion. Like, it gets to be a mm-hmm. whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah, I was gonna say, um, going back to the uh, going back to the movies we were talking about earlier. Um, right. You know, kind of like the uh, the eighties future was a like kind of an influence on you. What is your? Uh, you have like a favorite, like ridiculous prediction, like something maybe from Back to the Future Two, or maybe from something else. 
I'm sorry. Can you repeat that one again? Uh, you want to? Uh, my, that was my wife's so question. So, like yeah. in in the like '80s movies where they imagine the future, like I like to call it '80s future. So in '80s future, <laughs> there's always like ridiculous predictions. I think like or like inventions or like things that they imagine. What's your favorite yeah. like ridiculous prediction from the future? Like it could be an invention or style or you know. And just to be clear, we're talking about like from the movies we saw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for anything. anything. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. Comics, well, you want, man. All right. Ridiculous prediction. Honestly, what drew my eye in the future, and this was actually something particularly in Back to the Future, is when they did the hoverboard chase scene. I, I really I really liked it. Yeah, like, actually, yeah. Like, that, that was really good. Of course, the flying cars. Like, of course... He really I love got that. hose on those flying cars, man. I was gonna say the, <laughs> no kidding, like the, the jets and right, flying the jet. cars. <laughs> I, I right. remember, uh, like when that movie came out, there was like a like a making of special that was on like TV, like on, like I think it was on like NBC or something, like right before it came out, and they were talking about the hoverboards, and like I, I think they were just bullshitting us, like looking back in time, like. You know, now that I'm adult thinking about this, so and like, they, yeah, let's just get these kids real fucking excited. Well, they were, they were <laughs> trying to say that like hoverboards were not a real thing, and that like they couldn't release them because like parenting groups like outlawed them or something. That is so like they're like pulling but your leg. I remember for like years, like people just like repeating that like, oh yeah, we can't have those because of like parenting groups outlawing them. Yeah, now we have hoverboards, but they're just some like douchey thing, and it yeah. doesn't even operate. There's no hoverboard. My favorite. Right, that's not hovering. <laughs> I think my favorite '80s future. Um, well, I will say Back to the Future. I do love um, the really cool holographic hats, and that's kind of like actually in now. That's like a style, like that weird holographic. Yeah, like I'll give you that on a technicality. Only yeah, yeah, like the, I mean, those are still de- yeah. developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my favorite '80s future, I will say, because I always have to bring everything back to Disney is in the Carousel of Progress, which is a ride in Disney World, which was originally at the New York World's Fair. Um, but at the end, they have this future, and for some reason, it looks like the 80s, and everyone's wearing leg warmers, and they're talking to their electronics, which is like, okay, that's that's real. And then there's, like, a grandma playing virtual reality, but it's, like, virtual reality that's, like, space invaders. Like, <laughs> it's just very bizarre. Like, I think that's my favorite 80s future. Like... <laughs> This is what the future is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like. <laughs> so, so yeah, pretty much like well, the reason why, I put, like I said in the beginning, the reason why I put my comic in the future because I always had to think for sci-fi future, and also I can just it, it pretty much gives me a reason to like come up with any I say wacky, but some awesome invention. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You can explain to mm-hmm. everyone science, you know. Yeah. And and also and also um also my character my character David like his, per- his personality was also inspired from from the manga also and of course the anime I grew up with Bleach and the main character Ichigo Ichigo Kurosaki because I also did pay attention to his backstory he's he's a really smart kid he's really bright but like he did used to get in trouble he did help definitely got in trouble like so he had a bad streak. I guess that's what got the game inspiration, like create the character. Because I want my character to also be smart, having always have, make sure he has like good grades. But also, like he's not afraid, he's not afraid to fight back. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he's not scared to fight back. He can, yeah, he can be the smart kid and, you know, he can uh, throw a punch if he needs to, you know? That shit really, like, impacted me, too, when I was younger. Bleach was one of the first, like, anime. Like, I grew up in the Naruto Bleach One, Naruto Bleach One Piece, like, Holy Trinity of anime era. <laughs> oh, man, you grew up with the big three, okay. I grew up with the big three. So, you know, Bleach, I remember, like, I was, like, super, super into it. And I was like, wow, this is, like, it was the first thing, like, I had followed, like, all the way through. I was buying the manga. And then, like, it just went so far off the fucking rails that I, like, couldn't Ooh. do it anymore. It was when they when they did all the fillers and then Orihime got dragged to hell, then I couldn't do it anymore. Yes, 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 like... Plus, they did my boy, I, they like, my boy yes. Renji dirty too many times, man. I couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Like, I read the manga of it. Yeah, sure, I read the manga and I saw the end of it, but... I want to see it adapting to anime format. Like, I just really miss the show. I miss the series. Yeah, I like. I'm just sitting here, like smiling and nodding. Like, yeah. I, my, my knowledge of anime is poor Seamart. All is he knows so limited is Cowboy to, Bebop. Yeah, it's like very limited to a specific time in like uh, Cartoon Network and like Adult Swim. So like I'm, mm-hmm. I know like Aeon Flux probably. Oh, Aeon Flux I know from MTV as a kid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like Cowboy Bebop, Trigon. Yep. Uh, yep. Lupin the Third. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah Lupin the Third. <laughs> and like that one that was based on uh, Alexander the Great. Did you uh, watch Rain? Did you watch uh, Case Closed? That was like around that era too. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god, that show was hilarious. Smiling nods. Yeah, you you would actually probably like it. <laughs> Getting has got to watch anime is like pulling oh, yeah. teeth. Like oh yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you're good. Literally, I'm just saying like to get Seamart to watch yeah. any anime. It's like if anybody oh, yeah. can find an anime for him. Please, like, he will not um, watch my an- my magical girl. If bullshit. Godzilla can't do it for me, I like it's not happening. Oh, that's <laughs> true. You didn't like that. Uh, um, hey, th- hey, there's also a few more anime you mentioned too. What about Yu Yu Hakusho? Well, that that is one of my favorites, also. Yeah, that that's a good anime. Definitely good. But but they said the last but they said the last arc they didn't like it that much. But honestly, I, I liked it. I liked all the arcs. I love the tournament arc. I can't. I love a good tournament arc. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I love. It, it's a really good way to like introduce plethora of characters. So, um, yeah, I like the tournament arc. There's too. another one that I remember, but I, I think we talked about this on the podcast before, and you had no idea what I was talking about. Do you remember Samurai Pizza Cats? What the fuck is that? I I got group on now, but what is that? Yeah, I, it's, it's a really obscure one. Like I just read another article on it the other day. I, the reason I remember it is because like I had a uh, I had what we call in high school senior lounge in the morning because I had no classes so basically just hung out like in the like a little special section of the cafeteria with like a couch and a TV mm-hmm. and every morning we would watch Bobby's World and then this other show would come on called Samurai Pizza Cats and it was just the craziest like anime it was clearly like a Ninja Turtles ripoff but it was like kind of like a spoof oh you did tell me about that yeah and like I, I was just reading like a thing about it the other day I forget uh, it might have been like on Kotaku or like something like what Gizmodo or like one of those like or AV Club or something like that <laughs> those um, are three those yeah, are three, three websites like, <laughs> three websites that I remember the name of at this moment um, <laughs> but, but yeah I'm probably going to do some research on that one yeah, Samurai said, Pizza Cat yeah they said that the reason the cartoon was so crazy was that like 
they didn't have like an official Japanese dub for it. So like the American like side of things just made up. Oh like, my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just, what my yeah. friends do at conventions. They yeah. play. They literally do this thing. It's called hentai dubbing. And like what and, they made up yeah. actually was like really entertaining and like really like like funny and like it was it, it just like by fluke. But, uh, but like <laughs> it's just like a really obscure thing and like I just because I happened to have like a free period at that time is the only reason I know that show. Man, I love when people dub things inappropriately. Like um. Uh, one of the anime that, like, apparently, like, is people's staple anime, but, like, I only just watched it recently, Oran High School Host Club. Um, there's, like, a whole reel of outtakes from it, and, like, they dubbed the episode. There's, like, the, he gives, like, the girl a thing, and in the, in the outtake, they're like, congratulations, you graduated from being a whore. And I, like, <laughs> and I was just like, this is perfect. It's, like, a very, like, wholesome anime. <laughs> but yet, the dub, <laughs> the, um... Outtakes are very inappropriate, but I love when people do things like that. <laughs> Taking something wholesome and fucking it up real good. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I think the one I think the one English dub that people hate the most, like, was the English dub for One Piece for Four Kids. Oh my god, the Four Kids theme song of One Piece, like. <laughs> People were like just a visitor. It was like a people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like that was literally the outcry of the earth. I mean, One Piece is too involved for me. I've never been into it. Like, cannot. There's so many episodes. Like, it's animation just crazy. is also just ugly to me. Like, I cannot do that animation. Like, I'm like, ugh. Like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show I mean, anime, so like, you know, whatever. Like, I grew up. It was on TV. I know what it is vaguely. That's pretty much it. <laughs> if there's not hot anime boys on it, I really don't care. <laughs> I know original Voltron, too. That counts. Yes, it does count. <laughs> Good job. Oh. Um, we talked to, you were talking about kind of like story influences uh, before. Uh, what about like artistic influences? What, um, what artists kind of influenced your style, uh, you know, growing up or kind of, uh, you know, that's a weird. All right, grown. <laughs> Sorry. What <laughs> do you I feel like I had no exit on that question. It just kept basically what art, what 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 artists like inspire me and influence me to um grow, yeah. grow my art stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, a lot of artists, but we're gonna go with like the American comics. Brian Michael. We're gonna start like Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, as far as a writer, huh? As far as like writing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like because I remember he, he created because I remember he created he helped create like well not help but he created the comic Ultimate Spider Man that was like one of my favorite comics growing up. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, like it, it was like a different it was like a different take on Spider Man and I just loved it. I, like I read the comic things, like three times. Yeah, that was one of the things that got me back into comics actually, like because I had stopped uh, like right after. I want to say, like, right after, like, Heroes Were Born and all that stuff, like, in Marvel. Right, right. Um, and then, so I think maybe, like, probably, like, five years later or so, I think is when all this stuff started happening, like, Ultimate X-Men and, like, Ultimate mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Like, those are the two that, like, got me back, like, like, hey, wait a minute, this looks really good. Like, I, I right, like reading this. Yeah, like, the, like I really do love the comic style for Brian, from, from Brian Michael Benson's Ultimate Spider-Man comic. Like, I, I just really like how they, how they use the inking as a dark shading tone, so that's pretty much that's that's pretty much the reason why I like why I add like a shade off with, when I do the inking stage. 
I, I just like the tone. It just creates it'll create more like a um, dramatic tone to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Mark Bagley did that wrong with him. Like he's mm-hmm. like, one of my favorite artists because like he yeah. was the artist on Amazing Spider Man when I was like a kid. So that was like you know definitely yeah. <laughs> right in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and also like when I when I um, read the Tom McFarlane Spawn comics, I also liked his art style too. So. It, that definitely influenced me to add more detail to my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was unavoidable, man. Especially when I like when I was in high school. Right. It was just like his art was just so hypnotic. Like I just yeah. love his. I just love his style. I uh, I was such a fan. I'm still am a fan of the stuff he did on Spider Man. Like I know some people mm-hmm. don't dig it, but uh, that's I really he's one of my favorite artists on Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and honestly, uh. Like, uh, I can't forget him, Jim Lee as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, we, we can't leave Jim Lee out. Like, he's definitely, I definitely like his art. So, <laughs> yeah, I was in eighth grade when X Men One came out. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, those are pretty much like the three, the three, the three artists in America that influenced me, that that like inspired me. Now, the Jeff. Oh yeah, I can't forget one more thing. Also, who influenced me is Mark Crilly. And fun fact, like, when I first started drawing, Mark Crilly, watching the Mark Crilly videos influenced me to, like, put me on the path of, like, you know, creating comics yeah. and, 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 like, doing all this other stuff that, that I'm doing right now. Like, he influenced it. Like, his videos definitely influenced me to, like, to put me on this path I'm on right now. So, Mark, definitely Mark Crilly. <laughs> um, do you like? Do you remember maybe what got you into comics, or is it just kind of something you've always like had a you know a liking for? Hmm. Honestly, this is like a really this is like a really long time ago. I believe what got me into comics is when after I saw Spider Spider Man like so like Toby McGuire Toby McGuire like the original Spider Man. Yeah, after yeah. I saw that one. That's how I saw that one. Spider-Man's like one of my favorite superheroes. So I also saw the original Spider-Man movie like so many times growing up as a kid. Then, <laughs> and then it was like, my uncle used to have like a giant case of comic books. And I always try to see like, it, it does a comic for Spider-Man. <laughs> and, and then I, then I read, then I read, then I read a lot of Spider-Man comics. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely hear that. I mean, I, I don't know how the hell I made it work. Like as a kid, I get in like $5. Right. So, and reading and reading like Amazing Spider Man, Spectacular Spider Man, Spider Man, right. Incredible Spider Man, <laughs> right? Like, right? Like, like Spider Man's like, like Spider Man's like literally my favorite superhero. And honestly, that's what he's saying. After reading that, after watching the Spider Man movie, like I said, it just it just put me like in the past, put me in a direction on like getting in the comics. But I'm curious on like on Spider Man's journey, like what other enemies did he encounter? You get what I'm saying? Like the character, the character is just—he just really, he just really one of my favorite characters. Yeah, no, I, that that that's that's the character that got me like officially hooked. I, I, I somebody had given me a Spider-Man comic when I was younger, and then like a few years later, like I just I was I had I was in the hospital, I had been sick, and like I don't oh. know where. Yeah, I was just like, uh, like my mom's like, do you need anything? I'm like, uh, can you get me some Spider-Man comics? Like. I don't know why. I just kind of want to read some, and then, like ever since then, just been hooked. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> um. Uh. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, um, tell us uh, where, where where can folks uh, check out your stuff? Uh, uh, your website, I see Instagram and stuff like that. Of course, yeah, of course you can see you can see all my artwork on Instagram. But if you want to see you want to see me draw draw my characters out, you know, like I said, make sure to follow me on Twitch because I'll be doing a longer live streams. Like honestly, I, really, I used to do on YouTube, but I just hate how YouTube's acting out today. Acting up recently, so <laughs> I just decided I, I decided to revert to Twitch and just do all my work there. It doesn't have more freedom, and I can just quickly relate without trying to get email. They try to copy right straight my my stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be yeah, like all that kind of like legal <laughs> stuff and all the right. Let's get on to it this point. Right, that just get on my nerves. But like, you want to check out my comic? Uh, you can actually check it out in the link in my bio through Instagram. I have a link tree, so like so many links: my Twitch, my Patreon, my my website to get my comic, and uh, I believe my Twitter is there as well. So yeah. It's just Ken Flagger uh, and uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram. Uh, actually, it's eight comments one. Oh, oh yeah, my name is following. My name is eight underscore comments one. So yeah, pretty much everything everything for um, except for Twitter is eight underscore comments one. But it's eight comments one all together in one word. Wait, eight underscore comments one. Eight comments one is. Um, for my Twitter, okay. Ace underscore comments one oh, is eight. my Instagram. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Out there for a second. Right. The most important part. <laughs> right, like Ace. Yeah, Ace is pretty. Ace is not like a um, like a brand name, like a name I could give. I could definitely give to my company, but like a nick, a name that people can just call me by. <laughs> nice, um, Ken. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you so much for uh, for talking about your comic. Uh, everybody, go out there, check them out, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I uh, again, I just, I always love, you know, talking with uh, creators. Um, y- you know, I, you always like, you always get the like, the feel, like the passion of the comic that they're working on. So it's always, always good to talk to somebody, uh, you know, who's uh, coming up with their own stuff and just uh, doing their own thing. I love any podcast where we can talk about eighties future. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> um, well, hey. It's truly a pleasure, and like I said, thank you so much for letting me come on your platform and let me talk about my comments, and pretty much just like talk about other stuff in general. Like this has been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. This is what we do. We just talk about the things we love here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this has been transmissions from the evil lair. Uh, I am Seamart. I'm Adiza Wendy. And uh, one big uh, last thank you to Ken Flagger. Yay! Yay. <laughs>